Hi, and welcome to the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. I'm Reverend Jacob Hero Shaw, Senior Pastor of MCC Tampa. In this podcast, you'll hear the readings and sermon from this week's service. If you'd like to view the entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. The link to that can be found in the program notes. Thanks. reading entitled Queer Beatitudes by Marin Teravasi. Blessed are the queer in spirit, for theirs is the home and harbor of God. Blessed is anyone who mourns one single friend or a whole family lost, for there is comfort in and through and after the tears. Blessed are those who are coming out tomorrow, for they will inherit themselves. Blessed are those starved for change and parched for legal victories. For every cold call, email, rally, parade, information table, knock on the door, will be satisfied. Blessed are the open and affirming, reconciling, more light, room for all, and MCCs. Places where folks wander in to scuffed pews, worn carpet, someone's lost mitten, and sanctuary. Blessed are the purely gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, queer, questioning, gender-free, the pure in heart. In the old and in the next word, in every language, God sees them and they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, long ago and always, they are the children of God. Blessed are those who lose a job, or see a smile freeze, those slapped by veiled denial in a liberal church, or averting their child's face from ugly Westboro Baptist posters. Rejoice and be glad, for reviled and rejected has a gospel pedigree. It's called resurrection. You are the pride of the earth. If pride loses its spine, it slumps for everyone. You are the rainbow of the world. People will turn to your bright spectrum and say, this is holy. Good morning. Today's second reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 10, paragraphs 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Will you pray with me, please? Loving God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all of the things that bring us together as a church. Thank you for all of the ways that you inspire us and teach us about your welcome in this world. Amen. Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. 
Hospitality. That's what this is about. Hospitality is at the center of the gospel message. Hospitality is woven throughout the entire Bible. What does it mean for us to have hospitality? It's one of the things that we talk about a lot at MCC Tampa. As followers of Christ, we are taught to welcome. And sometimes we get a little bit confused about what does welcome mean? We had a plan today. We had a plan for this church service. A month ago, we started saying, let's bring people in, bring your friends, invite your friends. And we talked about it. We had planning meetings, and we said, how do we make this church service the best of all of these online services we've had so far? We've had months to learn how to do this. And then on Tuesday, Craig's mother got sick and went to the hospital, and suddenly things changed, and our priorities shifted. Now, we always have the priority of a wonderful church service. A jet skier is coming to hear me preach. We always have a priority of a wonderful church service. And yet, sometimes, the things that we plan aren't the things that we get, as we have learned again and again and again since March. Let me say again that, that Craig's mother is doing much better. She, she's been released from the hospital. Craig, who is also COVID positive, is doing great. Uh, but we are all social distancing right now. So in our plan for today, as we move forward, we ran into what I would call some first world problems. For one thing, I live in a small house full of big people and maybe a little bit too much furniture. And I live right off of 275, so it is always loud in my house, which might be okay if, if I'm in the closet that I've converted into an office or if I'm sitting on my couch doing a, a Zoom meeting, but I decided for worship that, that, that the house could not contain me <laughs> and what we needed to do today. And we tried to go outside at, at the church, and it was too loud there, and, and here we are outside on this beautiful piece of property and so grateful for what we have and knowing and acknowledging that although I have preached again and again and again that God wants our best and our best changes from day to day but our best is never perfect here we are this service is always an offering of love for you So what are the blessings that we find in this season of our lives where this plan for our service can be a metaphor for everything else that the plan doesn't work out how we we thought? So we have another plan and that plan doesn't work and we try another plan and that plan doesn't work. Where is the blessing in that? Where are the blessings in this strange season? And what does it mean to be welcoming when we do not have a physical space in which to welcome people? What does it mean to be welcoming in a time when we are told to be apart from one another? This week in a text conversation with Kevin, I was he lifted up the idea that instead of saying social distancing, we say physical distancing. Because as you know, we are still being social. We are working very hard every day to create new ways for us to be social with each other. This is all part of welcome. 
welcoming each other, saying, I love you for who you are. I love you because Christ has told me how and that I should love you. And you are welcome here. And sometimes we don't get to welcome people into our actual building, and we have to learn new ways of welcoming. And I think if there is a blessing in all of this, that might be it that we find new ways to welcome. Emily Towns points out about this scripture that we heard this morning, that the simple basic acts of kindness we perform in genuine welcome of one another is all that God asks asks of us. The simple basic acts of kindness we perform in genuine welcome of one another is all that God asks of us. It's important to Remember that on, on those days that maybe if you're like me, you have what I like to call a perfectionist meltdown where I fall apart and say, there's nowhere to do this. It's not going to be perfect. Christ calls us to vulnerability and reminds us that genuine acts of welcome are all God requires of us. Emily Towns goes on and says, Christian faith advocates, advocates compassionate welcome that encourages us to trust, to be open, to share, to eschew manipulating others, and to live a life that is beyond personal gain. Y'all, it's hard to be a Christian. That's a lot to do. That is a lot to carry. And what Dr. Towns tells us is that we must. We must trust, we must be open, we must strive every single day to live in a way that does not manipulate others. And that is hard for us. Not just you and I, but for all of us because it's part of the human condition to put ourselves first for our own survival. Christ calls us to live in a way that is beyond our personal gain. And we live in a world that is alienating, isolating. We live in this season of isolation. Remember how, how cute it was at first when we were all learning how to make bread and stuff? When we thought, we're just going to chill for a couple of weeks until this passes. And now months later, we are weary and tired, and it can be really hard to welcome others when we no longer feel welcome in our own space. In the COVID response team meeting this week, which is a, a group of board members and others who come together every week to talk about how we best handle this in the church, when they told me that they thought that I shouldn't go into the church to record, I did not have a great reaction at first. The, the reality that Craig and I had been together in that church last week didn't matter to me in that moment because in church is where I record my sermons. And I know that I've been asking you to record things at home, but there's this thing I was holding on to. Part of being welcoming is also being willing to be flexible. And let me say that amidst all of this this week, we had to talk about how do we approach the reality that one of our pastors has covid how do we approach the reality that I was face-to-face, -face, wearing masks, but still in the same space, with Craig only a week ago? It, I have been tested, and I am uh, prayerful about that. Others who 
were there are also getting tested, and, and we are all, we maintain a prayerful presence about that. But I want to talk about something else involving this, which is shame. Because, for one thing, this was, no, last week was the Sunday that we had originally planned that we were going to have people at church again. Last week. And I am so grateful at the cautionary people, again, from the COVID response team and from our town hall where people were very clear that that is not what they wanted. That stopped us from doing that so that we do not have a public health emergency on our hands, but just a situation that we need to take seriously. There is no shame in potentially getting a virus, not COVID, not HIV, not any other virus. There's no shame in that. None. We are human beings who move around in bodies. And when we love each other, or even when we just kind of like each other, we get close to each other. And this is how sometimes viruses spread. There is no shame in that. There's no shame at all. And if you are scared to go get a COVID test, let me tell you, it's inconvenient, but it's not even that painful. It's not painful at all. It's just inconvenient, and it's awkward, and someone sticks something up your nose. Do it. If you are scared and you want me to get on the phone with you and talk to you while they're doing it, let me know. But don't be scared to do it because you're ashamed or, or worried that in some way it makes you dirty. Let's get rid of that stigma of the shame of being sick. Christ walked around and healed people, not because illness is wrong, but because Christ calls us to wholeness. And we can be whole when our bodies are not functioning as we want them to be. MCC Tampa is known for its radical welcome. How do we welcome people right now? How do we challenge our ideas of hospitality when we don't have the ability to offer someone a cup of coffee and a table to sit at and have a conversation with us? Let me tell you that Although bring a friend to church used to be a thing we did before the COVID times, and now bring a friend to online church was going to go one way and it's going a different way. We are still here with our friends, and that is what matters. And let me also stress that God didn't throw a wrench into the works to teach us something, but God does want us to learn. God wants us to learn from all of this. The call of welcome that Christ puts in our hearts is a radical call. That is where our learning is. Learning to be flexible, learning to do this in a new way, learning that the most important thing is that we share the message of Christ's love. Even if the birds are getting super loud, even if there are jet skiers out there, the most important thing is that we learn this. We share this. We practice hospitality in all ways. We practice hospitality even though the world is gripped with we practice hospitality in a world that is shaped by inequality because that means that our radical hospitality is even more necessary. We practice hospitality when everything that we are taught in our culture tells us not to be hospi hospitable. We practice hospitality in all of these ways. We turn to scripture and we see the story of God showing up, showing up and showing us how to be hospitable. Hospitality centered on the needs of others, centered on loving each other. The scripture goes on to tell us whoever welcomes a prophet in the name, whoever welcomes a prophet 
in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. That sounds good until, until the sandhill cranes take off. <laughs> Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. It sounds good until we realize that things didn't always go so well for the prophets. Let's remember that we are here because of a prophet. We are here because of Christ who spoke prophetic words. And then what happened to Christ, of course, is that they crucified him. From the beginning of time, people have struggled with the prophetic especially when it comes to hospitality. Our call is to exhibit God's hospitality in this world, knowing that we may be meeting the, the end that prophets often meet, not one of acclaim and celebration, but one of struggle and danger. And yet we are blessed in it. Beloveds, I... I'm not ever grateful for oppression, but I am grateful for the ways that those among us who have experienced things in our lives that are hard have taught us to be hospitable. So let me, re let me reiterate this. I'm not grateful for the ways that we have been oppressed, but I am so grateful that we have had the courage to take those lessons and learn from them and become more healed and more whole, and go out and offer hospitality to others who are oppressed, especially people who are oppressed in different ways than our own oppression. Please, let's not just stop at one thing. As I've said many times, it's not pie. As we fight for the rights of, of all people in different kinds of ways, it's not all people in one way. As we fight for, for the needs of specific groups, it's not pie. If other people get a little more, we don't get a little less. Let's remember that this weekend we celebrated five years ago the Supreme Court finally allowed marriage equality in this country. So what do we have in that? A celebration, yes. And let's think about what it did to us at the time. What did it do to you and to me as we live lives based on the love that we have for each other and we're seeing on television and in courts and everywhere else this argument about whether or not we have the right to marry. People who already had that right arguing whether or not we could have it too. Arguing that if the man that I love is legally my spouse that somehow their marriage won't be as good or as real? I mean, I get it. They're jealous. Not everyone gets to be married to Alan Hero Shaw. But that doesn't mean that marriage equality shouldn't exist. So here we have Supreme Court justices who tell us that we're allowed to marry. Tell us after all these years, just five years ago, they told us, yeah, maybe the love you have is real and worthy? What does it feel like to have people who already had that right debating whether or not we can have that right? Welcome means to risk sharing. It means to risk that the rights that we have get shared with other people. To practice hospitality means that we set aside fears 
that our kindness might benefit another. I'm getting upstaged a little bit by Sandhill Cranes. So let me say that again. We set aside our fears that our kindness might benefit another person. Sure, we want to be kind, but don't we sometimes fear, not just me and you, but all of humanity, don't we sometimes fear that the kindness we offer might actually benefit someone? And in that benefit, they might be lifted up. And what does that say about us? So we need to learn kindness, not for our benefit, but for others' benefit. And this brings me back to the kids' message and our church sign. Beloved family, we made an intentional decision to proclaim Black Lives Matter. And just like the Supreme Court made a decision to allow marriage equality and they did it too late because it should have happened a long time ago, our proclamation that Black Lives Matter, although important and I'm glad we did it, I want to own as a white man who's a pastor of a church that I did this way too late. My first sermon at MCC Tampa in September of 2015 should have been titled Black Lives Matter. We should have talked about this at every service since the day I started. Because Black Lives Matter and beloved family, until we proclaim it, people won't believe it. And I love you. I truly love you. I love you no matter what you believe. I love you like Jesus loves you. And if you are struggling, and if you are sick of hearing about it, I invite you into conversation with me, with Reverend Craig, with whomever you feel safe talking to in our congregation who supports this idea. If you don't like the church sign, talk to me about it. Because I actually think you will like it when you understand why it is there. If you don't like that we are saying Black Lives Matter, it is probably because someone has told you it means something that it doesn't. When we decided to get this sign, we recognized that there would be backlash. And you saw on the other side of the sign, we say all are welcome and we have our new slogan. Our new slogan for MCC Tampa is Christ-centered, genuinely inclusive. Christ-centered, genuinely inclusive. And I'm happy to say that we also have a new logo. As you see in this logo, we include the black and brown stripes into the rainbow. And these words, Christ-centered, genuinely inclusive. That is what welcoming is about. We are not perfect. We have not reached our goal. We are not fully formed. We are doing our best. Outside, in the heat, struggling, recording things in our homes, teaching classes. We are doing our best. Christ asks us for our best and also recognizes that our best changes from day to day. So it is my sincere hope that as a follower of Christ, you will join me in always striving to do a little better, to be a better ally to people who are oppressed, that you will join me in understanding that the ultimate call of Christ is one of solidarity and that we stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. We stand in solidarity with those, are who, those who are oppressed and we do it because we are a community that is good at love. We do it because we are a community that can teach others. We do it because Christ asks us to. Will you join me in that call? If this is your first time, 
with us today. If you came as part of the Share Your Church Day, I am so glad you're here. I hope that you will also join us on this walk of learning and growing. I hope that you will find that you can have your soul fed here. We are not a perfect community because there is no perfect community. But we are doing our best to offer you and everyone a radical welcome. All are welcome with love. With love in Christ's name. Amen. MCC family, as you go into your week, I challenge you to live into Christ's radical welcome. And I also want to ask you to proselytize a little bit about something else. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. Please talk to your friends about why this is important. Please be safe. I ask you to do these things so that you may be healthy and so that we can come back together in person very soon. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. If you'd like to view our entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. Today's program was edited, directed, and produced by my wonderful husband, Alan Hiroshaw. Shaw.